0: Um and that the, the captain uh just exchanges a little bit of dialogue of this, you know, this is the USS Reliance, uh we are responding to your distress call. What kind you know, what assistance do you require? And what they require is uh and and engineering and damage control assistance and um, anyone who can help get their systems back online, that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Um, please, if you can help us get our systems back online, uh, our engines are the worst that we have uh the worst problem that we have right now but other systems have gone offline as we have lost power um, and your captain's response is to say uh is to activate the comm and uh Rick Tier you hear down in engineering uh bridge to uh bridge to uh bridge to chief engineer Rick Tier rick i need you prepared for an away team uh meet uh meet the away team in transporter room t- in the transporter room and she looks around the bridge and she says kendra take take a small security detail um Quentin, see if you can help them get their systems back online and are uh i know your record um Go with them.
1: Hi, ma'am.
2: Yes, Captain
0: and, uh, who do you want to take as a security detail? Um, when she says that you know you know from your training from your training, she probably means take like yourself and another security officer or two, um, and that's so that um, you can you're, you're being sent to protect the away team. Who do you want to take? Do you want to take Tardigrade or Larissa from the bridge um or do you want to take uh just uh just you know tap the communicator and
2: um I'm going to take with
0: me. Okay.
2: And I'm going to give Lieutenant Tardigrade um, my post.
0: Right on. As before, the uh, At this point, it's how many of you? It looks like five, am I correct? Um, I am correct. It is a five-person yeah. away team. And note that uh, uh, anyone who has, you know, all of you have, According to the way the book reads, everyone had some small training and everything. So all of you have some small command training, um, and you realize through that she didn't place any of you in charge. So just just putting that out there. Yes.
2: Um. So seeing we're gonna use Florissa a lot, does she have stats?
0: Uh. She will you will um basically having her like an npc right now which in my mind is probably in the neighborhood of like I'm giving her like all sixes and sevens um when I know the numbers can be much bigger um so that's what I'm doing in my brain for her um until she gets stats like I and like her specializations we know that she'll be uh specialized in Tactical, but also specialized in torpedoes. So, you know, she's a torpedoes officer. So, hello, little thing on As um, uh, one of you has experienced before, the um, uh, all of you. Uh, walk in the five of you walk into the transporter room Larissa looks at Rick Tier and says it's good to see you Rick Tier um she's someone that you uh, you probably because I imagine Rick Tier the way you described him Baz and tell me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. he probably had some interaction with everyone at the academy that he could even if it was just like a chat while they stood in line at the bar one night or something, you know what I mean. Yeah,
3: totally so, accurate.
0: so in my mind, I uh, in my mind, I'm saying uh, you might, you know, if you want to mark this on your sheet, uh, Larissa has a good impression of Rick Tear from your days at the academy. Um, I, she's part of your graduating class, so I mean. <laughs> Uh, but she, uh, she says, it's good to see you, Rick. Uh, goes to her lock, goes to one of the lockers, takes out, uh, takes out a phaser rifle and, uh, gets out a mission tricorder and gets ready to transport over. What are the rest of you going to grab?
1: Kara doesn't grab anything. She already carries a belt with her tricorder and her phaser pistol with her. She checks that her phaser pistol is set for maximum stun and checks to see that her tricorder is working before stepping onto the pad. Uh,
3: uh, okay. pick up a phaser pistol well, the Type 2. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's already got his engineering equipment, so...
0: I figured you, like, probably would arrive from engineering with an engineering kit, yeah.
3: right? Yeah, um... um. So, so he wouldn't need much else. Um, he just sort of smile, greet, and greet everyone, and um...
0: oh, I'm total, I'm totally sorry. I knew I had six. Um, Doc O'Connor.
4: Oh boy, um, thank you. I was waiting for somebody to uh, remember me. Uh, <laughs> I, I
0: totally remembered. I was, in, I was just getting to being like, okay, what is the doctor? Oh shit, I never, she never called for a, uh, for a medical team. Medic. Uh, and she does, she calls down to, I'm so sorry, man. She calls down to the sickbay and says, doctor, uh, she says, doctor, we're going to need a small medical team, two, just in case over there, all right? Uh, all right. Someone who's, she says, and she says, uh, someone who's prepared for alien physiologies,
4: that would be me. Hmm. Are you okay with letting me go over there, though?
0: Don't expect Orions on this ship.
4: No Orions? All right, I guess I'll go.
1: Keep in Take mind, the GM just said doesn't expect Orions. There's a difference
4: between no Orions and doesn't expect <laughs>
1: Orions.
4: Fair enough. Um. Did, did I already do the blocker thing?
2: I was just going to ask.
0: Yes. Uh so that that's also a reason for you to be showing up in the transporter room to make every make sure that you have six doses or or seven doses of it. Are you going to bring another doctor or are you going to are you going to be the doctor on this mission?
4: Um You're bringing I'm going an
0: assistant. to I'm
4: <laughs> going to bring an assistant with me.
0: Hey, um what, what I I've got I've got it written down in my notes. Um What a what uh? Do you want to leave the best person uh, in charge of sickbay or take the best person with you?
4: Leave the best person in charge of sickbay. You never know what's going to happen. What needs to be prepped?
0: Okay, um, it's time to name the Bolian doctor.
4: Anyone?
0: hmm. Throw names out there. A Bolian doctor. Um, the way I always understand, bullions are—they um, are gregarious and uh, g- generally a cheerful people—and uh, also very focused on tasks. I don't know what their naming conventions are, though, off the top of my head. So well, the only one. I know so show we met was Mott.
1: There we go. We got one in Mott. Chat for you. I've got a lot of these name generators around.
0: Okay. Aranor Bronn. Let's go with uh Let's go with Aranor. I yeah, like Aranor
3: that.
0: Nice. single name. I like that. Uh he is the one that literally is just as good as you are. Um he should be you know, this is the, wow, that's a little weird. He should be chief medical officer on a different cadet cruise. Instead, he's working in my sickbay. So you leave him in charge, and who do you take with you? I'm a nurse, take, a doctor.
4: I'm going to take a nurse with me.
0: Okay, sure. what do you Actually, wait.
4: Can I take a physician's assistant, which would be just under yeah. a doctor, but above a nurse? You and can. they do exist. All right, I'm taking a physician's assistant.
0: What race is this physician's assistant?
4: I'm gonna be a Anyhow, little boring. I'm gonna be a little boring here and say human.
0: Human. Okay. Uh I'm going to roll a physical die. I'm gonna roll a click clack rock. If it comes up evens, it uh let's hope that it that it works here. If it comes up evens, um then that person is a male. If it comes up odds, that person is a female. Odds, ah, it is a female physician's assistant um she she uh gets taken along in the same fashion that kirk was like okay spock mccoy scotty sulu and uh gomez come on <laughs> um so so someone threw out a name for her chat ensign ricky and all but name um Her name is Erica, Erica Bond, she is, uh, she is German, Bond, because I still like Braun too, but I was only thinking of one name for the doctor, so um, you're bringing an assistant named Erica Bond, B-O-N-N, it's a uh, German, German name. And the uh with uh does anyone else have any other equipment that they want to grab and bring
4: um I'm gonna bring uh obviously a medical tricorder med kit that sort of thing
1: okay as usual I will be bringing my crippling anxiety <laughs> uh,
0: what it does hurt, are are you gonna bring anything special for Quentin's science kit or anything like any of the the things you want to be able to do while you're over there?
2: He's in the kitchen. Hold on.
0: Okay. Um, all right.
2: <laughs> Kendra is, but of yeah, course, yeah. bringing her, um, customary, uh, Bajoran phasers.
0: Full pistols. Yep. I love that we have, like, a cowboy type. <laughs> all we need to do is get Kendra, a horse, and she could be, like, um, uh, uh, Annie Oakley or uh, <laughs>
1: Calamity Jane. Calamity no. kind of
2: the inspiration. I,
1: <laughs> I'm glad I caught that. Well, I think Calamity Jane okay. used a rifle.
5: Okay, so Quentin would be bringing uh, tricorder, type 2 phaser, portable generator, and that sort of engineering kit that Jordy had that looks like the portable generator because it reused the asset. <laughs> okay. So you've got it.
0: So, so you've got a, so you've got a small portable generator in one hand. Um, and in your other hand, you've got a, a combination engineering and science kit, because that's probably what you would need in order to, um, uh, in order to help them
5: get systems started over there, correct, and they both hey, have like that, that little shoulder strappy thing, so it's not like they're totally in my hands plus oh. we haven't talked about kits and uh kit modules yet what 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 do we have? Yeah. I think I killed everybody
4: Oh no, everybody's dead
3: No, I just had to sneeze I don't know what he's uh, doing Sorry, I muted myself Fair enough
1: I I don't know that I mean, Baz would be the person to ask But I don't know that this really has kind of like The kit sort of thing I mean, are you thinking like STO-like kits and stuff?
5: Yeah, yeah, That that's basically what I'm I'm poking at I want to know if I can set fire to
3: things.
1: (laughs) Well, from what I know about spacecraft, usually setting fires in them is about the worst thing you can do, so try not
4: to. Please?
2: Also, just a a, a slight flavor note for Kendra. Although she's inspired by Annie Oakley, the reason that she has two... uh, pistols isn't just because she likes to quick draw, it's also because she's not the most accurate shot, so she kind of compensates for her lack of accuracy by firing a lot.
1: No, what you should do is if somebody asks why you have two phasers, look at them dead eyed and go, I have two hands, don't I?
5: So just for um an inspirational image, think of Bajoran version of Target from from the from the Sto ad <laughs> Tripping and shooting at the same time.
3: <laughs> I miss Commander Box. See, now I'm just
1: thinking that tripping and shooting is like when you roll like two ones and a 20. So you fall over, <laughs> but you hit the guy with a critical hit.
3: Did
2: <laughs> we lose Sean?
1: Oh, no john looks like I our, heard, uh,
0: yes i can be heard again now yay. Yay. yeah i was like wait a minute nobody is hearing me i can totally tell that nobody is hearing me
1: um <laughs> I was about to say, welcome to my world from before
0: um so uh once you all have your equipment gathered and uh, you're you're stepped onto the transporter pads you see what is the uh the silvery blue Actually, it's, it's a glow that that fades over your-
4: Who wants me to take the dog? No, don't put the puppy in danger.
0: Don't <laughs> put the puppy in danger. And the the silver like it it's as as I described it before, it kind of looks like this silver waterfall flows over your vision, and behind it, as it, like, tapers out, you see, first you see the transporter room, and then you see yourselves, uh, you see yourselves standing, um, you are all standing on kind of rust, rust colored rust gray uh slating and you can see the inside of a romulan warbird uh, that has been that has had um some of the decks just pulled right out of it uh to turn the back in the back where you uh you think of the shape of the talis and near the back all of the area in front of the engines has the the decks have been ripped out, and all of that has been converted into a huge storage area and as you uh, as you like appear on the ship, there is a person who uh is tation. he um he he, uh he is dressed in uh civilian clothing he's got uh trying to think of someone who wears similar uh you know picture the civilian clothing that we saw in picard at various places um think about like what rios you know and the crew of the la serena even wore um he's not wearing any yeah he's he's not wearing anything that resembles uh, uh a uniform and uh what he it's obvious that his pants are uh buckled and tied on in a weird you in some kind of weird to you way because he's got an opening at the back where he's got this kind of very fluffy tail coming out the back of it and he is sliding down a ladder to get to where you are and he says oh Starfleet thank goodness um hello my, my name is
5: Iran
1: Um, Hello, we are the way team from the USS Reliant. We understand that you're having some trouble with your engines. I believe uh, mm-hmm. Orion Pirates is the problem.
0: Yeah, Orion Pirates have been hitting um, all, all all of
5: the
0: um, all of the traders and cargo runners out here for months. Uh, only so much you can do. They. Uh, but there was, a, there was a pack of them uh, who, uh, who set upon us and uh, did damage the engines. And we have no one qualified to do any kind of fix uh, that, that would do more than limp us back to a starbase. And they are... Um,
1: I hate to interrupt, but do you happen to know if they're still chasing you? They are
0: probably pursuing. Car um, to the bridge. Uh, you hear uh, Cole's voice say, this is Reliant. Go ahead.
1: Captain, is it possible that we might tractor beam the ship and attempt to enter at least a low state of warp? If the Orions are still chasing us, the amount of time we can buy ourselves might be better than just simply waiting here for them to come get us. Have the
4: chief...
0: Make sure that that ship's structural integrity will hold if we do that. I'll wait to hear from all of you. Um, um, Larissa moves over next to Rick here uh, and kind of gives you the indication, Kendra, that um, if Rick is going back toward their engineering area, she's going with him um he says so um we do have uh, one crew member who was uh who was wounded in our um how uh, how best to describe come uh, and he walks off to, there's a little area off to the side of this kind of larger cargo area that you have appeared in and there is a, a uh uh a human who uh, looks like his left side caught the bad end of an explosion. Uh, He is not conscious. He is laying on a bed. You can see that there are three beds total in this place, uh, in this little area that you're in. Um, And he says this, uh, if, if, You have a doctor, and um, unfortunately, some of the creatures that we we are transporting were were damaged as well. Um, Did not take to the environment of the the colony, so we are returning them.
4: Um, I'll see what I can do with them, but first, I'm going to worry about this guy. Yes, I'm the doctor.
1: Very good, very good. I can Um, help with the creatures if you require. I have scientific training.
0: Great. He um, he is happy to like. Basically, is uh, he he he's he's looking at like uh, all of the rest of you and indicating the back of the ship. And he says these two cargo pods both are they're, they're not full, but um, the one on this side. And he points to the one on the right. He says uh, took some damage. The creatures were uh, jostled, and we've heard. We, we've heard crying um, just a little bit. Uh, so if someone knows creatures, <laughs> um, that'd probably be very good.
2: Um, I can help, too.
5: We probably need Ensign Irina. <laughs>
0: Um He says, and uh, do any of you have a, a way to or knowledge of, of how to get um, a ship's drive computer back online?
5: I might be able to handle with that or help with that.
0: There's, there's no one else back here but you and your Starfleet. So um, Rurik says he trusts you. I can show you to the bridge. Um, can I take
5: one of those for you?
0: No, still, I, 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 still faces, right? you know.
5: I still have two paces, right? I still have I, one strapped and one in hand. Okay. I, I'm fine at the moment. Okay um we're up the stairs um
0: the engine the the engines that took damage and you know from the outside and which side he just indicated Rick that um the engines are going on the right side from where you're facing them are the ones that are damaged and um probably where the
5: structural damage is as well
3: All right well uh, let's get underway there's a so,
5: So just out of curiosity, with with a Talis-class Warbird, um, are these singularity drive, or is this good old-fashioned fusion? It is good old-fashioned fusion. Oh, thank god. (laughs) I think you (laughs) mean matter-antimatter,
1: since the fusion drives, I think, are only strong enough to run the impulse engines.
5: Well, matter-antimatter. Talis-class Warbirds only had impulse they oh, can go to war if you were to go and gain by the more. tos true.
0: um but we start in um we start in this little um uh dr o'connor you're the first one to get a sense of how um these three people live um on this ship uh Uh, he, the, the guy who is hurt, uh, he was wearing a vest, uh, looks like, um, it looks like the vest is actually not armor plated, but, but very thick. And so it seems that, uh, uh, it seems that. He may have only, you'll, once you get a scanner, you know, once you get your medical tricorder over him, you'll be able to find out. But um, he may not have taken as much damage as the side of his face has taken. The side of his face looks to have been right next to an explosion. And there are small pieces of metal shrapnel that are in his face. Um, They they're they're bunks. um, Basically, imagine just a little area off of the side of the cargo bay that is uh, split up into like three alcoves with uh, with beds tacked into the walls. And uh, uh, in one corner, there is that uh, that that Vulcan statue. I think you guys know what I'm talking about, right? When I say that. Um, it's like this silver. It's not the IDIC. It's another one. Um,
3: it's the Raptor Wings.
0: No, 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 no.
1: It's uh.
3: It's it, probably Saurak or something. Yeah,
0: it, I, 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 I don't know how to explain it except to say it's like a twist, uh, like a twisting upward of three branches essentially and it's just you recognize it as a as something you once saw another vulcan have in their room but uh, in front of you is a patient um uh, the other what i'm saying is the other two alcoves are very visible from where you are now um i don't know if i'm correct or wrong here baz but I believe that the first thing that you would need to do, um, oh man, you have focuses here too, that totally work. Um, uh, what are the first things that he has to do when coming upon someone who is wounded, Baz? Well,
3: uh, it, it's, uh, first thing, um, unless, uh, you know, it, it's known, probably the need to diagnose, which would be, a. Uh, insight medicine and then a, a treatment that could be controlled medicine.
0: Okay, so first give me an insight medicine, which means your number is 13. Um, you also have, but you have trauma surgery, which, and emergency medicine, which are two focuses that both apply here. Um, what does that give in?
3: So uh, your medicine would be four, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he has two focuses that totally apply.
3: Yeah, so, so, well, it doesn't really matter how many focuses, as long as one does. The benefit is whatever the discipline you're using, which is medicine, which I believe for the doctor would should be four, uh, would be um, that the critical range is extended from one to four. Nice.
0: Nice. That's really cool. So your target number is 13, and you crit on anything between 1 and 4, and you have uh, two dice that you can roll, I believe. Yep, two dice.
4: All right, and this is for uh, checking them out, uh, the diagnosis? Right?
3: Yep, diagnosis.
4: Okay, diagnosis, so... The bot's working this time for this, right? Yep.
0: I made a roll already.
4: All right. Roll 2d20. Two 2d20. Two so here we go.
0: 7 succeeds and the 18 does not. So that's kind of, in this case, uh e- you diagnose the most obvious problem you need to immediately start uh uh you need to immediately use your med your your, basically your medical transporter scalpel that's how you're going to pull these pieces of metal out of this face um it's basically you it's a it's a tiny transporter the size of a medical instrument that you use to get these things out of his face and that's going to be stage one because his face is the most obvious problem you're going to need to get some dermal regeneration going on immediately um and so uh you 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 diagnose the problem and then you have to fix the problem and uh erica who is you know who has come along with you uh says what can i do
4: help me set up tools uh dermal regenerator get me the you said it was a transporter scalpel or
5: yeah
0: it's me uh, something that I thought of that I wanted to put into a um, uh, Foundry mission uh, that I never got to. The idea that um, it's like a, a very, very localized tiny transporter for like targeting you know um i thought about like when a when a person does like has scraped across the ground when they fell off a motorcycle or something and they've got all these tiny pieces of you know shrapnel in their face what if there was like a tiny localized transporter that allowed you to target those and pull them out it basically into like a collection unit
4: um i also would like to run a Tricorder scan on him quick, see what sort of... I know he's passed out now, but I don't want him waking up in the middle of this. See if there's any uh, thing he's allergic to, like what medicines I wouldn't be able to use.
0: Okay, um, roll another diagnosis check. And in this case, you have a focus that applies again. Uh, emergency medicine in this case. So uh, roll it, and you're, it's the same as it was before up to a four is a critical success.
4: All right, here we go.
0: One success. Uh, Your uh, your tricorder picks up... uh, No, uh, you're not going to have a problem putting any medicine in this guy, but he does have a problem that is as bad as his face. Um, uh, While his uh, kind of call it basically like a kevlar vest um it's it's not kevlar but his padded his thick padded vest while well, it kept him from experiencing the uh the the trauma that his face is experienced right um it's uh it, it, it was all it, it's all interior he has uh, let's call it uh how many ribs do we have on each side so let's call it four broken ribs on his right side or on his left side, same side that his face is hurt. And those broken ribs threaten to, um, you need sick bay, but you don't have it. (laughs) Um, You're going to need to operate on this guy most plainly. Um, And quickly because his one, two of his four broken ribs threatened to puncture internal organs if you move him again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going
4: to...
0: Well, I was going gonna... to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move us around and let everybody see what problem they're facing and then come on back. Um, Alennis, where did you choose to go? Um, Larissa was heading toward the back with Richter and Kara. Where did you choose to go, with the doctors or with Quentin up to the bridge?
2: I went to help with the animals.
0: Ah, okay. So you, so three of you are heading to the back then. So it is Kara, Richter, and Kendra heading to the back. And you see what, um, where, where the Cation, uh, Ravon, uh, uh, Larissa is going. Well, when, 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 uh, actually, when Kendra starts going to the back, Larissa turns and is going to the bridge with Quentin um because quentin uh that's the basically that's the security team's job is if you guys split up there should be you know one or two you know security officers with everyone so um that's larissa just doing her job the way she knows it (laughs) um uh moving to the back then it's it's cara and Richter and Kendra, and you can see where he pointed out um, what are what is inside of, of these cargo containers, and they're not like inside inside like the the containers are fully open um, to the center of the ship, uh, to the area from the area that you walk into. But there are um they're they're, they're good sized. And there are a lot of them of these little cages that are stored in these uh, cargo areas. And what you see in those cages are oh, I, fuzzy. They got four cool-looking little feet. Um, uh, they they uh, they have these uh, sensors on top of their heads. I'm echoing out of uh, Doc O'Connor.
4: I'm um, oh. echoing.
3: Oh, yeah. sorry. Um,
0: uh, you guys see a uh, uh, shipment of epos blue ones, red ones, tan ones, green ones.
1: Okay, so epos. Hmm.
0: So you want, so, a a I don't want an echo friend? Um suddenly that voice plays in your mind. Maria, come say that for us.
1: <laughs> so oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I and, don't know how to
0: deal with these. Yeah, and where he uh uh where he had indicated there is obviously Part of the back of uh, this thing got blown, uh, blown open by one of the shots that the back of the ship took. And uh, cages in that area are overturned and uh, at least one of the, the, the Epo's doesn't seem to be moving. And, uh. That's inside this kind of like big cargo container, but you can like one side of it is fully open with, you know, just a a simple force wall blocking um, the way into it. Uh, And Rick, you can see that um, this ship has uh, a matter antimatter engine that wasn't designed to go in here. Whatever the ship originally had in it was not this. Um, it's operating, but there are there, there is essentially a booster on each side, like a call it a booster engine on each side of this main. Uh, Matter-antimatter drive, which looks like um, you can make an engi- like uh, an engineering diagnosis check, I guess would be the way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. As as you, the three of you are all seeing the same couple of things at the same moment. So in that case, uh, I guess insight and engineering, right, Baz?
3: Yep, uh, 13 and 10.
0: Uh, seven and ten. Well, your number, your you also your critical was up to four. So you make it. Yeah. You make two successes, and um, you can tell that uh, the the booster engine on the right side, directly behind that cargo container, is completely blown. It's it, it it's that level of uh. Uh, It's got black smoke coming out of it. (laughs) Um, And there is a force field set up around it because the very back of the chamber area that 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 secondary booster engine sits in the back of it, the hull is completely compromised. There's a big hole there and the only thing keeping outer space from in here is these emergency force fields that are surrounding that particular booster engine um are there any other uh i'm trying to think of any other diagnosis type of things that, that the three of you could get going back there um where is Kara going to move to
1: well first she's going to turn to the others and say "Epos, i happen to know this species they're completely harmless, but if they get loose, it'll probably make repairing the ship a much more difficult task. We should try and keep them out of Rick's hair, uh, figuratively
3: speaking. <laughs> that would definitely be appreciated, even though I don't have hair. And you can see, like, this like a slight smile.
1: She also looks back at Rick for a moment. And if you have it, she looks at the holes meaningfully. Any opinions about the spaceworthiness of this craft? Let the captain know. I'd feel better if we could get moving, even if we're just being towed. All
3: right, so I guess I'd do some kind of...
0: Um, You're going to be working engine. You, you've done like... engineering the,
3: like, or control engineering?
0: When you so get down to there. But what is Kendra doing in this circumstance? Because first I'm going to set the scene for each of these three spots um so in the circumstance where um Kara has just said these things are called epos uh i i i know this species they're harmless but um and you can see that there's a hole in the back of the ship and uh rick is probably starting to get out his engineering kit um he can he can already see where the problem is <laughs>
2: Uh, Kendra surveys the situ- situation, and while everybody's talking, she's already gone over and started petting the Epos and speaking to them soothingly.
0: Okay. Um, you may make uh, essentially a perception check, which is like probably an insight. Uh, what would we call like a perception check? I would call it an uh, insight and command. So you have a 14 there. Or Insight Security, either way, your 14 is your number and your focuses don't apply. Okay, Um, 14 is your number.
1: May I assist? No.
0: You're you, you, this is the same moment that you're identifying the creatures. You get uh, one success. Um, Kendra, you notice that uh, the cages that are closest to where that explosion was, where the metal bent away and stuff, uh, the, there, there are at least, let's call it, seven cages where the creatures are not moving. Um, Uh, what you guys see in the back, and Quentin, you follow. Uh, and Larissa, you you hear, um, the you hear, you realize Larissa is coming with you when you hear her footsteps on the stairway that the vacation slid down. And, um, walking back up that stairway, you uh, you know that Larissa has has followed you, and um the the bridge is not very far off and it is only lightly separated from the rest of the ship it's not even really a uh, uh it's not even a separate door exactly as much as it is simply a uh entry that leads to an area that has three uh, that actually has four stations and uh, standing at one of the front two stations uh, imagine uh, imagine that that two of that L-shaped console pushed together how people used to make like the double consoles out of that so that it would also have like the the separation in the middle um, in the and so uh, standing at the the left side console uh, uh looks like canceling uh, you can tell canceling a distress call and um just basically bringing up on the screen on the console that's in front of him bringing up a what looks like a status report on the ship and when he hears uh, uh when he hears the three of you enter into the bridge uh the Cation says Rurik Starfleet's here, and this Vulcan turns around. He is tall, uh, probably coming in at about 6'2 or 6'3, somewhere in there. Um, He is going. He is tall, but no, there's definitely an echo. Am I wrong? Am I the only one hearing it? Should I reboot the page?
5: No, you. There was an echo. Okay.
2: You're
5: also. I'm not cutting I'm cutting out. Is that better?
2: Yes. Okay. Except for I heard me echo.
0: okay I, I think it might be. Uh okay well regardless um it's a small bridge four stations the man turning around is about six foot two six foot three and um he's got not white but he's got that silver gray hair and he's got a very classically vulcan looking cut like the mr spock uh he's got you know that's his hairdo he's got the mr spock he is wearing Shirt and pants kind of uh civilian outfit and he has a a small you want to call it a cape but it's more like a bandana hung off of the right shoulder that goes onto his back um he's got a friendly if um hardened face Um, kind of like a smile, kind of like, uh, imagine, I mean, don't think of him as Clint Eastwood, but imagine what it's like when Clint Eastwood smiles friendly at you. He still looks like Clint Eastwood, but he's got a friendly demeanor when you first see him. So I'm creeped out. out (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) He turns around and he says, uh, welcome to the Talon. I'm Captain Rurik. We were, uh... We we're ambushed trying to bring a shipment of these um, epos uh, from one romulan from a colony here in uh, colony here in the cluster back to um, back to a, a romulan convoy captain Lost,
5: where do you uh, need
0: me he, uh, he points at the other console and he says, what we've what we've lost right there is um, main engine control. And I do not have the
5: skills to get it back. Well, what what do I see where he indicates? Um you'll you'll have to scan it with your sciency
0: kit but um once you do uh, so so let what is our sciency uh that would be um uh,
3: i think it would be have, reason science since you basically reason, tra- re,
0: yeah reason science so you, you're you're at a 15 is your number and Um, I don't see any focuses that apply necessarily? No. Talking encyclopedia as a talent might apply. What does talent give him, Baz?
3: What does a talent say? The class- it's a, uh, uh, it's I have um
2: have the talent
0: description oh, okay. in his characteristic thingy. Okay, gotcha. So that means move over to there. Um, what does Walking Encyclopedia do? It's No, there it is. You can attempt it when, once per session. When you attempt a task, you may spend two momentum. You don't have any yet to gain additional focus for the remainder. For the remainder of the task changes the complication uh however any task using that focus complication range increases yeah so it doesn't really apply so it's just two dice with your number being at 15.
5: okay well i got an eight
0: and a 13. Eight and a 13. that is two successes what this um what this is is uh essentially um main engine control Um, because, and you can see why the system blew out. Uh, The the system blew out when one of the engines didn't just go offline. It's basically like, um, part of the car exploded and the c- computer system reacted by shutting down and locking down before it fried more than like the 30 circuits that did get fried. computer wasn't mm-hmm. fast enough to shut itself down fast enough, so a lot of circuits uh, that you see in this, what is essentially the main engine control from the bridge, are a lot of fried circuits and you can tell that it happened because the engine exploded. Um, and Larissa is having a look around. You can tell that um, she is using the time to have a look around the bridge and make sure that she knows where everything is.
2: Kendra taps her con bridge and contacts Larissa on the bridge. Larissa. I'm not entirely sure that the ship was attacked because of its cargo of Ethos. Can you try and find out, um, if there might be any other reason?
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you're on the bridge starting to, um, figure out what you need to get out of your science kit to, to fix this, you know, to, to, to get working on fixing this Quentin and Larissa says, captain Rick, why did the Orions attack? And he says, I do have a substantial amount of uh, wealth stored on this ship. And that's not... I, those, an, those animals in the back are, uh, for some reason... The Romulans are very interested in them right now. Um, So the fact that they were agreeing to when the animals did not work out on the colony that they were at, agreeing to have them uh, shipped back to this convoy um, says that even uh, that they are trying to use to sell them like pets. But um, that they are more than welcome in bringing them back to this convoy if uh, if the creatures do not work out where they are. It's a small fortune back there. Larissa say, and Larissa taps her combadge and she says, "Chief, uh, that might that cargo m- worth a lot more than we think it might be." I would imagine. And we get back to the doctor, who in this little alcove uh, has uh, this... uh, who has his physician's assistant, um, laying out the tools that he is going to need. And as she first starts to lay out the tools and you realize with your tricorder scan, that this guy is going to need surgery. Um, and like immediately you're going to have to like laser scalpel him open and fix those ribs. Um, and, uh, when, cause she's also looking at the tricorder scan, like, over your shoulder, you could say, or like from right next to you, and um, uh, same moment you do, and before you even, um, but before you even ask for the tools you're going to need in the next like three minutes, she's already setting them out on a portable medical stand next to you. Um, so Dr. O'Connor, um, you have a life to save.
4: All right, first things first, I'm going to need a hypospray of kaolin, that's a sedative. We want to make sure this guy stays under. Get me an Got exos... It. Okay, I inject that. Get me an exoscapulohumostatin retractor.
0: I... John doesn't know what all of those are, but, um, Okay, I'll explain. She certainly does. Um, And uh, her uh, she can basically she can roll one die for assistance and her target number will be 11 on all rolls that all the rolls you need to make here for um, for this uh, medical emergency. So um, maybe Baz can talk us through it. Um, uh, He's heard the description of like the wounded, terrible um, damage done to this guy. Um, Basically, you're accepting the fact that he's probably going to have a scar because you're saving his life, which, you know, is obviously the decision to make.
4: Um. (laughs) Before I forget, I'm also going to need an osteogenic stimulator and a dermal regenerator
3: so
0: she's uh she's got those ready to go um in fact um you know that sh- like wow you I- if you put him under with like a heavy duty sedative you know that she could get to work on his face but then you wouldn't have her die to assist you on um uh on your roles
4: Um, I think I'm going to just, is the, is the face like any immediate, like, sort of like he's going to die if the face isn't treated.
0: But if it isn't treated, he will, uh, probably have a scar. I mean, like, treat it
4: right away because I can do the surgery, then do his face.
0: So I'm really glad you spent time looking this stuff up because I don't know the, the medical techno babble at all. (laughs) All right. So what are the steps we
3: do? So, first, um, I'm, okay, wait.
0: gonna talk us through what, what roles we need to make.
3: Yeah. So, at first, TP, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do it as an extended task, or did you just want to do it as a normal task? Just thinking of it as uh,
0: it, this. This is an extend extended task.
3: All right. So, as um we were doing here. Okay. So, how much work do you reckon? Uh, would be required. How much um, health you might say the the the, um, the the problem has? I would say that
0: um, on a scale of one to ten, uh, uh, on a scale of zero to ten, this guy is at a one. Zero is
3: dying. Is okay. I, I mean, in, in terms of like how much work needs to be done to him.
5: Say
0: uh, I wanted to say lots, but that's not like a good answer. Right, like, uh, about uh, like
3: um,
0: terms of minutes or
3: or it, yeah, it's sort sort of thinking. It, it's sort of like you're 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 battling the problem. You're you're fighting the problem because the me- battling mechanics are very similar. Um, so... So, thinking about how much health the, the... Um, just like, sort of like how much health a player has, but how much health the... The, um... The, the medical damage, like, yeah, has. Right.
0: Right. Um... Uh... If, I I mean... He is going to die, and that's going to require opening him up and repositioning his ribs.
3: All right. So let's, um, say, that's, let's say that's a ten. And yeah. Okay. Um, so how many breakthroughs or major events you, do you think would need to happen
0: um, for him for for him not to die? Two. Two.
3: Okay. So that's that's the... Um, number yeah, you have of...
0: sterilization gloves. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Two so, um... would stop him from dying, but like uh, you know, three or four would like really, you know, would, would make him not just not die, but would like, you know, get him not fully healed, of course, but would, would put him on the path to healing instead of the path to dying. Is what I'm okay, thinking.
3: so so what um so we've got a time frame here considering the the whole um
0: Ryan's night, might be
3: showing up. Yeah, so how many attempts at healing do you reckon would be needed? Uh,
0: five or six, whichever sounds better.
3: Uh let's let's go with let's go with five. Okay. I think that would be more. Uh, and, and as um, I said,
0: to save his life would require two of those being these breakthrough successes.
3: Yeah. So so, so let's let's go with five attempts, uh, five rides. Right. and let's say that considering the nature, um, and you're not doing it in med bay and you know doing major surgery on an but open. By the bed, way, it's, it's going to be pretty difficult um so uh I am going to use
0: one of my uh, complications to make it that you don't have you know exactly what you need this is uh this is something that you're trained for because you do have like trauma surgery and emergency medicine but um this is sometime you realize that this is actually what field medicine is gonna be all about Eli um you're gonna have to Sometimes make do with what you have um and in that in that case that's a complicate you, this this role has one complication on it um you're you're in a spot not made for it
3: okay um, so uh, let's say we start with a difficulty of four and um I think this was something where um Eli would like to use a determination I think so too.
4: Think so too because everyone else thinks so. <laughs>
0: um, it would, uh, 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 determination gives you one automatic success, I believe.
3: One automatic critical success. Right. So he starts with two one automatic levels.
0: critical success. So that means you would start your roll with two successes already. And, uh, uh a, yeah. And you're going to be rolling control medicine i think right
3: yes so uh
0: 11 and 4 your tart your 15 is your number um you have focuses that apply which means that anything uh anything up to a 4 is a critical and your target number is 15 um what does the complication do uh
3: complications are basically whatever the dm wants so, huh. I think in this case, a complication would be to make it really difficult to do the task. Okay. Um Does that makes sense? All, you can add, if you want to, that's why, um, that, that's, what's called that resistance. That's why I wanted it to be an extended task. Yeah. Uh, you can also add what's called resistance. So, when Thanks. when they do work, it's not all the work actually done is is actually sort of done there's a bit like um, bit of like armor that absorbs some of the the, the work kind of thing I think,
0: I think making the target four is what i want to do in this case um yeah. like four successes and you're having nurse erica help you correct
4: physician's assistant and yes
0: Yes. Sorry, you're having Erica help you. Um so then describe to us what you're doing to start the first of the extended tasks of the game.
4: Well first I'm just make I'm cutting off the the vest all that make sure that gets off. Okay. I've got to clear my way to the chest. After that I
0: you be... take a roll. I, I like the idea of like are you you're probably just cutting it right off of him, right? Just
4: Yeah. Do yeah. I have to roll for cutting it off of him or
0: Oh, sorry. I didn't say that very loud.
4: So do I roll for no, cutting you... it off? Okay, no, okay, good. No. So yeah, that... I did
0: not say that loud enough, I'm sorry. <laughs>
4: That's fine. Uh, so yeah, sterilize the area of operation. Then I'm gonna take the exoscapel and uh, start cutting into his chest.
3: Ow! You right. need to roll. Yep. Now roll I roll. And, and the nurse assistant do the roll as well. Uh,
0: the physician's assistant, um, her die, um, she may also succeed. And you start. Are you going to use the determination to get the two automatic uh, successes? To start the start right. of the roll.
4: Do, do I have to not do that yet. right
3: now, or can I do it? Okay, I'm not doing well, it yet, then. Well, yeah, to, for, the, for the automatic crit, you need to do it now. But you can oh, choose, okay. choose to do it later if you want to, say, re-roll dice.
5: I'll That's do it now, else then. you
3: can do with... with um, I'll do it now, then.
0: Okay, you have two two successes. You have two dice. Your target number is fifteen, and you have a die from your assistant. Who rolls a critical? I rolled a one. Oh, sorry, I I did that with a dice because I'm used to how we do our D and D games.
4: That's I'll fine. Do it I'm that. No, I'm fine with a one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's a seven. It's still really good. All
4: you right, succeed. now I roll two. I roll two. Yeah, two d20.
0: You roll two. Two successes. Oh, nice. You've got five successes, which builds one momentum on the, uh, for the group now. The group now has one momentum. Um, uh, okay, you, success- so,
3: yeah. so, you successfully so
0: what, cut into his chest.
3: Okay, uh, Eli, you need to now do 66 to 66. see how much healing you've actually done. There is a bit of a, bit of a, okay.
0: feels like an away team well, mission. Well, that's,
3: that's a lot of damage. That's one, two, four, five, six. Six damage, six uh, work done to the track. So that is. The track is 10. and uh, The track is 10. So and since you got more than five, it's what's, count- it's a breakthrough uh, occurs as well. So you're able to get into there and get one of
0: one of the. You got your first breakthrough on your first roll, which means um, you get his chest cavity opened the way that it needs to be, and um, not the the you you manage to get exactly the opening that you need to be able to move those ribs without damaging internal organs and um, your physician's assistant has exactly the tools ready for you in hand. And the scene shifts back to a pen full of epos. There are five of them are not moving.
2: Kara, can you go over and check those epos over there? I'm concerned about them. They look like they're not doing well. I don't know if they're still alive.
1: I'm on it. Kara heads over to the cages in question with the unmoving epos. And while scanning them with their eyes for any obvious movement, also takes out her tricorder and sets it on an automated scan.
0: Awesome. Um, uh, And uh, for Kendra, the... The thing that seems to be calming yeah I know. I that I I wanna that that's the way I wanna do it. Like uh this seems like an away team mission to me. I love it. Um uh what what is calming them is setting their cages back right. Like some of their cages are turned over on their sides and so they're they're like they're standing awkwardly on like trying to be on their floor, but their floor isn't on the floor. And so there, um, and there are a couple of them where the cages broke open and you actually have to, um, you actually are going to have to, uh, it, I'm probably not going to make an extended task, but, um, Kendra, you are going to be, uh, definitely making roles for, uh, as, uh, as no as uh I don't know whether it'll be persuasion but as uh Nick just put it in the chat you'll be doing some epo wrangling um because there are a couple of them running around the pods that you guys are near um and Kara uh you're going to need to make uh does the tricorder just give the information baz or is there a role
3: uh well we- I mean it it depends. If you want to make the the um the roll a difficulty zero roll, then you can just give the information without rolling. Um or alternatively if if there is you want some difficulty to it, uh it it's really up to,
0: up up to me. Um uh your tricorder tells you that um four of the six epos that are um that are in those cages that were right next to the to the blast basically there were there were six cages right next to the blast four of them are the 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 epos that are inside are dead they um you can detect from your tricorder it would take a roll with a difficulty of one, which means you'd only need one success to to know exactly the cause of death, but just looking at them, you can guess it was like you know it, it was being thrown about, and um one of them even has a little bit of a burn mark uh, but two of them have uh one of they're they're both un they're both unconscious uh but they are both still alive and uh they are broken they're broken uh epos uh kind of like uh the the man that Eli is trying to save some of these epos had like these two that are alive who has like A couple of broken bones on its back. Um, One has a broken leg and like a broken ass essentially um, from the explosion and being tossed around and that's what the two you have in front of you. What would you like to do?
1: Well I'm going to unfortunately ignore the dead apos because the important thing is the ones that I can actually do something about which is the living ones. So I'm going to scan them again and to find out exactly how close they are to death. Because while I am good at animal behavior, I am not an animal doctor, and I don't have any medical supplies. So hopefully they'll be all right for a bit. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. Um, You uh, need to make a role, which will be insight science. Does that sound right, Baz? Uh, Yeah, that
3: sounds right.
0: Um, I'm getting the hang of this. <laughs> um, insight science, where,
5: where, where, where there we are.
0: There we are. Oh, Karo Junrani. So you have an 11, four, your target number is 15. Um, and you need one success.
1: Does xenobiology uh, count here as a focus? Uh, it
0: does, which means, um, uh, what does that mean again?
3: <laughs> one, two, one, three, four is a crit
0: um and yeah that's what you've got dice one through four is a crit and you need one success
3: two successes
0: that's um so the one with the broken leg and the broken tailbone will definitely survive but the other one um has like bones that are broken in a like in a bad place but you know enough about animals that um you are able to look at the you know look at some of the epo beds that you know were in some of the cages you're able to pull them together and carefully enough by not by by supporting the back and supporting it from underneath to move the epo that is in could be immediate danger or probably wouldn't survive. You're able to move it onto this kind of uh, makeshift bed that you put together out of what you had around you and support that area where the bones are broken enough that you're certain the Epo will survive. So you build another momentum for the group. Your group now has two momentum. Um, And Hara... Right. Um, I was going to say, Kara, you, have, uh, you still have the other one that you didn't move to a bed, you know, move on to a bed yet, but um, it will definitely survive.
1: Kara spends her time trying to calm both Epo's, since the less they move, the less they'll re-injure themselves. She can't do anything to currently treat their injuries, but she can try to keep them from making it worse until things calm down enough for someone to come treat them with actual medical technology.
0: Right. Um, the one, uh, the one that you move onto the the support, like the support pillow type of thing, uh, that one doesn't wake up. But the other one, um, as you start, um, you know, petting it comforting it a little bit and uh, making sure that you you trying to make sure that it doesn't move. You can roll a uh oh, sorry, open the wrong character sheet. There we go. Um you can roll uh, Baz, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking it's a presence command um roll uh, I, and I, I, you I have
3: could, I could see that or uh or a present science since it's animals, but presence command is
0: Good okay. Let's go with present science. Um, I like that. Uh, so you're you need to roll an 11, you have two dice. Um, you critical on anything four or below. Um, actually,
1: yeah. Be, yeah, four or below
3: because
0: of the what focus. A okay, what, what is it? Oh, talents, you have to look up and see what they do. What does cautious science do? Do you know off the top of uh, your head? It,
3: yes. Cautious is one of the uh, more common ones. If you use a momentum, uh, you get to re-roll one die. Ah,
0: okay. Um, so that you, ca- you could do that. Cautious Science totally would apply. Um, uh, let see what the roll is. A 10 and a 19. So one success. Is a 19 a uh, complication? You no, know,
3: that'd be a you 20. Yeah. It, um, but, it didn't uh, expand, okay.
0: Um, so you got one success, uh which really is all you need to keep the, the epo from moving around too much because it's its back legs don't want to move around anyway. Um and as Kara is caring for these animals, Kendra, you have to corral a couple of other animals, which I which which I read as a uh control. Um Security so check.
3: Yeah, it would depend on how she's doing it, whether she's trying to coax them or if they're trying True. to True. to um, to capture them. Doing it. How she's you are
0: trying to crowd them. Okay. Um. What would that one be, Baz? Uh, control.
3: Persuasion. Uh, I, I Wait. Definitely applies
0: um, Presence and command is what I think it is. Yeah um, uh, So it's, so it's a ten and a four it means your number is a 15 um, because you have a focus it means that your uh, you, you your criticals are on four and below so go ahead and roll two dice One success. Um, it, uh, these creatures are... Um, have you ever done that wonderful new Romulus mission where you have to uh, run around and collect Epo's? Um, they, they, like, they just run. They, they, it's not like they're trying actively to not be caught. It's just like they just run. That's just what they do. Um, and so, of like, call call it of like, ten epo's, you catch one. It's kind of an extended task, but I'm just going to make it a roll every round that we come back to where you are. As um, as you catch an Epo, and you are you get a big, probably like, uh, good, I caught an Epo, and um, you put it into the cage, and now we can all see that right behind where the two of you, uh, Lennis and Cara, are doing what you're doing, Rick Tear has gotten out his engineering kit, and you are looking at a completely blown out booster engine that looks like it actually took, uh, itself. The weapon punched right through the hull and blew out the engine. What to do, Elenis? Or Kendra, I'm sorry.
2: Between catching epo's, Kendra taps her con She ta- contacts the captain.
0: What did she say? Uh, uh, go ahead. This is Reliant.
2: Captain, I'd like to suggest, if possible, um, as soon as all the civilians are able, that we transport them to our ship, seeing the shields are only at um, partial capacity.
0: That's it. That's... Um, her response I'm sorry I was drinking water and I didn't know whether or not you were uh, you have you other things to say um, she responds with um, it's a good idea Kendra uh, and you hear her change the channel but keep a channel open to you and she says transporter room get a lock on our away team and the others that are over there the ship's crew be ready to bring them aboard
2: kendra taps says, her comm badge again
0: yeah she just says good call kendra and then the, the you heard her make the call that you wanted her to, to make and then she um you know then the the communication is off
2: okay kendra ch- taps her comm badge again transporter room is there any way we can lock onto these epos
1: car looks back over oh, her shoulder tell them to use the industrial replicator or the industrial uh, industrial
5: um, transporters if we need hold to hold on
0: I've got, I've got to see do they have a name Um,
3: do uh, they have a
0: name quarters. no no what is their name I need an Andorian female uh, they have a name what is it it's in our uh, it's in our folders Um, where what is her not, name her name her name is Vathi, Z- Z- uh, Vathi Let's just go Va- to Vathi. Yeah. Her name is Vathi. Faz um the Andorian that uh that rolled like the critical success in helping you like take care of the problem you found uh when the ship launched, you know, mm-hmm. the non problem problem. Um when uh when Kendra says transporter room, um can we lock on to these Epo's and uh, it's not the transporter officer that answers. Uh, You recognize her voice Rick. here because you're close enough to hear this conversation. Um, And you hear that, that Andorian and she says, not with standard transporters but we've got in we we've got industrial transporters down in in the bays I'll head down there and calm goes out
3: uh Rick will say thanks Vafi. well thank thank you Vafi. as uh, uh doesn't know if the comes active or not at that time
0: right Wow, I love the way, like, the countdown that I have set is looking so great um, as we get to the bridge.
3: Oh, uh, do I need to do and, anything? Uh, yes,
0: actually. Uh, what do you want to do to try to fix... I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Um, what do you want to do to try to fix this ship?
3: Um, um,
0: the structural damage is the real problem if the structural da- if you could maybe reroute these uh emergency force fields to just cover the actual structural damage instead of blocking in the whole engine you probably could get that engine online again but uh to be certain right now this ship cannot be towed all right so I'll, I'll tap
3: my my combat Captain, at the moment, uh, the the structural integrity of the the hull is it's not enough for it to be towed. I will need to do, continue to work on it. It's currently um uh, in quite bad state. I will see what I can about um uh, boosting the integrity.
0: Um, it's not going to be an extended task because, um, uh, the first, like I said, the first thing you're going to need to do is get the, um, get that emergency force field to be in a different place. This is going to be a, what kind of check? This is going to be, uh. Yes, this is going to be a control engineering and it's going to, uh, no focus is apply.
3: So what's the difficulty? 15. Uh, What's the difficulty? How many successes do I need? Oh,
0: two. Your difficulty is two. You need um, Uh, two successes to transfer the...
3: Okay, I might grab um, another dice with momentum to this. Okay. So rolling three. Guys
0: are at one momentum. Oof success. Um no complications though, so that's good. Um it uh uh, you managed to get the emergency force fields uh under your control, but um you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to make another roll to convince, uh, and it's gonna be a difficulty of three now, to convince uh, the uh, uh, first field projectors essentially to re aim themselves exactly where you want them and not open the ship out up to space at the same time. Um, so it's three successes you need. Um, another roll. Use that Uh, momentum, I assume. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Uh, three d twenty again. Yep. Okay, that's better.
0: Two. That's two successes. Um. Which is enough. Um, which is enough to not open the ship to space, but uh, this is not where the projectors were set to aim, and so you can't be confident that you know if the ship took a hit, that they wouldn't just you know go offline. And again, struck integrity would would fail um but you do now have access to the engine uh which is right in front of you and um you may uh you may attempt a control engineering check to and um your difficulty is only one because all you're trying to do is Make sure the power isn't trying to route to the blasted out booster engine because right now it is
3: okay, so just doing uh I think, do i have e p conduits? i don't think i do i I, think I, I have be... your
0: character sheet I have your character sheet right here you have e p s power systems that applies that makes your uh your critical number four and below okay. Two successes. You are given it all it's got and you manage to, uh, this will also make it um, a little bit safer, pull the excess energy that that engine can't do anything with and you reroute it through this main engine and uh, siphon some of it off into the side engine. and uh, after you've done after you've done that, uh, if a sore could sweat with that one moment there, mm-hmm. um, we might have seen sweat on Riftier's brow. You know that uh, one moment, but you you get it sealed up and um, you get the you get that engine power rerouted. The ship is still able to move at impulse speeds, but taking the ship to warp is not advisable. (laughs) Not advisable at all.
1: I'm just thinking that while he's doing this, for a split second the field goes down, and you see Kendra and Kara's hair, you know, like they're in a stiff wind, and then it comes back (laughs) up,
3: thankfully. But but, his face is definitely that of, like, focus and and sort of determination but he, he is he's all like all focused on trying to um actually probably should have used my determination, but oh well. Um to uh, uh do the anyway. Um yeah he's <laughs> totally engrossed and he's and you can tell there is a bit of a this things are not going well bit to it. Uh you have sort of seen him seen him enough to to say, okay, things are perhaps worse than or or and yeah, and as bad as they might appear and things are, like do appear pretty bad.
0: Okay, um and now the scene shifts up to the bridge where um Rurik says Ed, Truly, anything you can do to help us get engine control up here back online. We can move, but... He's looking right at Quentin.
5: Well, I... So I've already done a scan of the console Mm -hmm. itself.
0: You can tell what's wrong with it. You can tell that um, there are fried circuits that you can... uh, I don't know how to like I don't know how to techno babble my way into saying that there are like fried circuits in the control board there that um your Starfleet technology will allow you to uh you it'll allow you to fix them. Um whereas without what you're carrying they would um they would have to get back to a star base at uh at impulse speeds. Um because their main control system is out.
5: Um well, you can I, I would you certainly be bypassing what I can bypass and uh, replacing what I absolutely have to replace. It would be science thing.
3: <laughs> we'll do
5: science to it. We'll do science to it
0: and bring up your character sheet. Um Control science is a fifteen for you. Uh two dice you're uh you you're looking for two successes, but even one will give you something.
5: Alright, I should have already had this queued up, but so be it. Eight and fourteen. Two. That's two successes.
0: Um uh, with two successes um, you you managed to only have to replace actually replace five and you were able to a combination of uh, an actual fix and a jury rig to get the other 20 or so that have Twenty or so circuits that have blown, you're able to patch them in such a way that um, you, when you stand back up to the console and try to access main engine control, it, it you'll have to you know you'll have to test it, of course, and you do, and um, uh, you're you do have control of the main engine and the um, the uh, the readouts are telling you that uh, the left mode, the, the left side on the ship's booster engine, is non-operational, and uh, in fact has no power going to it whatsoever. But otherwise, um, you manage to get control back to this bridge station, and actually back to. When you look around aside from probably right at the engine itself, this is probably the only station that can do that on this ship uh that that can um that can handle main engine control um, so you get that part working uh but you also um, you also have uh you also see that there are other, because you got the two successes, you see that there are other systems that are either going to respond sluggishly or not respond at all. Um, those those are minor engineering systems. They are the food replicator. They are um, basically the shunting of power um, is making up for the fact that there has to be a uh an emergency force field in place all the time, right like it cannot turn off, and that is where all of most of main power is
5: uh directing to okay how what's it can I tell from the engineering board what the life support system is currently operating at hundred percent oh that's good
0: can also tell that the structural integrity is uh you can tell the same thing that uh Rick Tier can tell in that the structural integrity surrounding that booster engine is there is no structural integrity it's open to space
3: hmm.
5: what can we do so main engine controls are stored. Library system don't need it. Environmental controls are stable. What about sensors?
0: Sensors are operational, except for uh, the rear left sensor grid is blown. every what, what you're finding is that like the sensors in the area of the ship where the uh, where the engine was, uh, the sensors back there are blown. Um, structural integrity back there is non-existent. Um, everything in that area of the ship. Uh, you, what would be the role to th- as what would be the role to by looking at you know having the readout of all of these systems no i mean he know you'll know certainly quentin that the ship uh cannot go to warp um it will lose structural integrity and fall apart um,
5: And because i haven't been paying attention was this port or starboard uh
0: that's I, the, the ship is if you're in the bridge at the front of the ship and you turn around, it's going to be on your right. So port port car is right. So for the ship, it's the left side. So that's the port side. Okay. Um, essentially where that engine is, everything that would be operating back there um, is not operating well. So. Tab ICOM
5: badge. Um, yeah. I would think I engineering be- away team.
3: Uh, is that to me or is that to the bridge?
5: Engineering, Engineering away team.
3: Uh, Rick T. reporting.
5: I've restored control to the engines from the bridge. Is It is bad as the indicator is displaying down there. I I have essentially no structural integrity on the port side, and power is pretty much gone from... The engine system, we're on. We're operating on minimal power to most ship systems. Life support's fully functional, but there, I, I don't see a way this ship can travel at warp.
3: Uh, I def- it definitely is that bad. Um, the there's a permanent emergency force field here that I am not. It's holding, but I'm not all that confident with. Um, There is a giant gas holding out in space, and one of the booster engines that somehow they managed to uh, get inside here uh, is not working, so they're working on less power to begin with. Um, I concur that we won't be able to go to warp with this in tow, it's just uh, too much at risk
0: to do to do that much risk to do that and as rick tear says it's too much risk to do that we fall back in on the alcove off to the side where dr o'connor now has this man's chest opened up and is ready to go in with his medical tools and reset those ribs and um you know, and i like that it's too much risk to do that and then we get right back to the the like very risky surgery that is happening and um doctor is there anything special you want to do as we come back to your scene um aside from continuing this task a little bit
4: uh no i think i'm just going to continue this task
0: awesome Once again, see, your assistant has rolled a five, so you have one success already. Um, Again, you're looking for uh, four successes. Your group is uh, one momentum, by my my count, and uh, the momentum gives you what when you roll?
3: An extra damage.
0: An extra die. So if you if you use the momentum um, and a determination, uh, you would have you would be rolling three dice. He's
3: already. Used and the to, determ- uh, determination. So we can't oh, okay, again. you can only do it once per game. Uh, there there like, are okay. ways you get additional determinations, but yes. Um, okay. Right on. The one.
0: Cool. So you still get to roll three dice. Um, and you're looking for successes on a, what was it, 15 or under, I think. Yeah. Um
4: I think my last roll um, I got two more.
0: That was that was from using your determination.
3: Oh, okay. um, yeah, and I used so, two in my roll, and we got one back. So I think that, that's about right.
0: Well, so you have one, the group has one momentum. You think so you, you could can
3: decide go, that you, you, if, decide. you could decide to give you two threat to get a fourth dice? If you want to do that. Or
0: do you want to extend the threat range to 19 or
3: 20
0: um, and uh, uh, get a fourth be able to roll four dice? You do know that you have one success from from Erica.
4: Alright. I'm going to stay with the three dice. Don't need a fourth.
0: Okay, your uh, your critical number is 4 or below. So roll 3d20. All alright Come on, sidekick, kick. Where are you?
4: I think hold well, on, let me try that again because he posted literally right after and might not have recognized it.
3: We might be heading into the peak RPG sidekick, and it's just just uh, under the lag right now. Uh, okay,
4: so whatever the second one is, ignore it, unless it's
3: better.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: use the quick up. Tell me if it comes up.
4: Well, I don't think it's going to come up, so should I... Uh, No, sidekick went oh. offline, I just see that.
0: So, um I'm just going to do it this way. I just typed, and you're going to be happy I did it this way. Because um, I just pulled up um, the Google Dice Roller, and I rolled 3D20. Uh, you could do the same thing if you want, but I rolled a 7, an 8, and a 9.
4: Um...
0: No, excuse me. I rolled a 3, and 8, and a 9 when I look at it. That's four successes. And her success. That's five successes. That. Builds a m- momentum, and you get to roll 66 for how much damage.
4: I think right now we're gonna go with yours because, <laughs> but other in the future, I'm gonna roll mine.
0: That's cool. I just, I that's the quickest way to do it. Um, you, I'm totally open. It's just the quickest dice roller I know of. You just type in dice roller into Google, and it pops no, up I, with a yeah dice roller. <laughs> I already
4: used that, so, so I know.
0: <laughs> um. So, um, in this case, uh 6 and, I mean, if you have click-clack rocks in front of you, just do it that way and tell us what they are.
4: I'm using the Google dice roller. Um, let me see, I got a 6, a 6, a 2, a 5, a 5, and a 5.
3: Okay, so that's 7 damage. again.
0: A breakthrough, isn't it?
3: breakthrough, and it's actually a second breakthrough because you went through the work track as well. So you... Um...
0: You get two breakthroughs there. And, uh, and that means you finish the extended task, which is uh, getting this guy, making sure he's going to survive. You get these ribs set back where they need to be so that they're I... not going to puncture anything. Can, Can you I do d- something? Absolutely.
4: Can I describe it? Because I know what I'm talking huh? about. I researched all this, come on.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
4: All right, well, after I get his chest open, I apply the hemostat to clamp bleeders. Make sure he's okay. not bleeding out while his chest is open. I uh, use a retractor to pull the skin back. And then, after that, I carefully move his bones and use the osteogenic stimulator to, well, heal his bones. Exactly.
0: Yeah them in place yeah
4: set them in place and they're a bit more stable than you know just like you got than what we could do nowadays.
0: Right. right
4: and uh after that i i start putting everything back the way it was and use the dermal regenerator to close them up and i'm going to finish this off with a a hypo spray of metropan or bicaridine which is used to treat fractures
0: Awesome um what you managed to do um once one especially when you add the um w- when you add a medicine at the end specifically to treat fractures now that's in his system, so you know you give him a hypospray, and now that that specifically is in his system, he is safe to transport, and you could actually get him into your sick bay now and finish uh you, you, you could do the work on his face in sick bay. You could um, finish up like setting the other broken bones on the left side, like his arm and his. Um, uh, but you got the you got the thing that was threatening his life because I said that's going to require two breakthroughs, and if you get more, you're going to improve his quality. Basically, you have now made it so that. He's safe to transport, and he uh, is in good enough shape that um, you may be able to not—you you may be able to help him not have a scar um, if Based you can do—if you can do, yeah, it, if you can do it in sickbay. That is, um, and uh, you real like—that's your final realization—is you've made him safe for transport. And um, we we basically I feel like we're going from the front of the ship to the back of the ship in like and that's how i wanted it to be too um and so the, we were able to follow to the back of the ship as we see our doctor um perform surgery in far less than ideal conditions and we get into um first it's um kendra needing to make another role of control security which is uh for her the number is so that's eleven three fourteen is your number, and oh no, sorry, that's Kara. Uh, eight and four. Twelve is your number, and persuasion flies. So, uh, what, what would what would the focus persuasion give? What, what does a focus do, Baz? I keep forgetting. That,
3: that, that's that's the critical range extending.
0: Okay, so your critical range is four. So you roll two dice. Anything up to a four is critical, and anything un, twelve or under is a success. It's Kendra, because we're gonna we're we're falling back to where Kendra is.
2: Sorry, I was trying to find a dice roller and I'm not having any luck. Dice space um,
3: roller in Google, and they've got an animated thing in there. Yeah, that that's what I did. it's it's
5: uh the
3: Why top are you result. Making
0: the
5: fluffy face. Oh, Ensign
0: Arena. Uh, I love that we have a baby Ensign on our ship. That's great.
3: <laughs> we uh what what's the um What's the guy from um, the Corbin ma- ma- maneuver from the um, first sure. Federation?
0: Oh, from the first Federation. Um, the one played by the same guy who Alex. played. <laughs> ma- yes. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, he the same. It was uh, what's his oh, name when it? he was young? The guy who played Rorschach. Would you get twelve and a
2: twelve
0: and a seven? 12 and a six. 12 and a six. That's two successes. And, um, you are able to, like I said, there's a bunch of them that got out. And you're able to, you change your tactic just a little bit. And, um, you that these creatures um something that kara probably already knew and you learn now by interacting with them that um these creatures very likely um they respond to like a friendly posture you know you were already being friendly but you just like kind of open that up a little bit more and they 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 kind of move they're still like trying to run about and stuff, but they're running about in the direction of putting them back in their cages. And, um, Kara, you are comforting the, the, the one that is, uh, not moving because he's the one with a broken leg and a, uh, tailbone. The other one is still not conscious. Um, really, you're looking uh you're looking at the engines that you just successfully got rerouted back there and the fact that there is a hole in this ship and up in the front Quinton, you're looking at the readouts and the uh, says roran uh, back what starfleet is saying and he the cation moves um the cation moves to the other the other side of the console from where you are, he looks at your readings and he brings things up and he says, we are not going to outrun any pursuers. We can't go to warp. And at that moment, all of your comm badges chirp and, uh, you hear the, uh, you hear the voice of your, uh, the voice of your captain. Uh, and she says, away team, make sure that, the civilians and the cargo are ready for transport uh make sure that the the civilians and the cargo are ready for transport vathi is ready down in down in our cargo bay
1: Kara taps combat most of the epos are fine but i have two here that will require critical care can we beam them directly to the sick bay or at least the science lab
0: uh we'll we'll send two we'll we'll operate both trans- well two transporter beams in unison uh where do we need to, we' we'll, we'll send one group to the sick bay and one group to the cargo bay um the, because we'll be able to use both um make sure you're all in the same area
4: Eli also taps his combat like i have a i have a man here he's just been through a, through not an improvised surgery, but not under ideal uh, condition. There's still a lot of work to do. I also need to go to directly to sickbay.
0: Understood. And, uh, okay, well, uh, right now what happens then is um, uh, Rurik looks uh, looks over at uh, Larissa and Reynolds and says... I do hate to leave my ship behind, but I would hate it even more to lose my cargo. Shall we? And Roran is already turned uh and headed toward that uh that stairway that leads off of the bridge area and Rurik is m- moves with um moves with Quentin. Um uh, the ship we can return for if you Nereids don't destroy it. Right. Um, so, uh, all of you now meet the other members of the crew as um, you gather near where the cargo is, and this is this is when we would normally be ending, had we started at 7, uh, so this is like a mini-game that we played for the away team, and um... So this is like the final moments of it, or you guys are all gathering on board the Reliant. We see our Andorian engineer in the cargo bay activating transporters. And we see the, uh, the transporter officer from the transporter room before still just like, you know, a walk on Um, We don't know who they are exactly yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and the, uh we switch from them activating transporters to your group all being enveloped by transporter beams and uh disappearing from the deck of this uh from the deck of this cargo ship as uh and as you disappear we're, we we flip back to seeing the reliant moving through space and just in the distance um potentially hidden by the sun we don't know um potentially when i say hidden by the sun they're coming they're they're warping in from the same direction as the sun and uh that means it's they they might not be detected right away uh they might be i don't know we'll we'll all look that up and see and um so all of you disappear from the deck of the SS Talon, and then we cut to the Reliant in outer space. And in the distance, we see five small fighter-sized Orion Raider ships warp into the system and start. Uh, and start. They turn toward the Reliant, and that will end this episode of Star Trek Reliant. I think that was a fun away team mission.